Hello, hello, friends. This is Kristen Jackson, the host of this amazing podcast, Kristen Conquers, and I am coming to you today with some ways to help you declutter your mind. And the why do we want to declutter our mind or... Um, I don't even think my mind is cluttered. Maybe those are things that you're thinking, but there may be clutter in your mind that you don't even realize is there and it can be holding you back from being able to focus on and accomplish things that are going to move you forward in your business. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Um, The first thing, there's actually eight uh, tips here. So if you want to get a piece of paper and a pen and you want to, and you want to make notes, you're going to need room for at least eight tips. Okay. (laughs) So number one is you have to accept what is you have to, we have to come to terms with where we are at currently in our lives. That means we have to own it and we have to sit with it and we have to not place blame on anyone else. Like we have to like really take the time to get okay with where you're at, recognizing that all you have to, um, you know, that you just have to focus on the future, right? You have to, you have to set your sights on what you can do now to create a life that you want, as opposed to focusing on the poor choices or whatever may have happened that got you to where you are right now. So number one, accept what is. Number two is be kind to yourself. I'm so 100% sure that there are so many of you um, who are just not super kind to yourself. Like, And I say that because I know that I used to not be very kind to myself. And I still have my moments of weakness. But after I did a 21 day self love challenge recently, um, that really kind of changed things for me. And if you're wondering what that is, it, it basically was just 21 days of me taking a selfie and writing down, putting text on the selfie of five things that I loved about that I love about myself and that things were different every day and I shared it in my stories on on Instagram and Facebook because I wanted to share with other people so that maybe they would be inspired to take some time to focus on their self-love and ultimately what happened is my uh the yoga studio that I partner with for my teacher training um, thought it was a great idea. And so we did it together, um, as the yoga studio and everyone who participated, I shared their selfies with their five things they love about themselves and my stories. And so it was really 21 days to create that new habit of reminding me that there are things about me to love. Um, I think that so many of us spend a lot of time talking really negatively to to ourselves about ourselves, right? Like, oh, I'm too fat. Oh, I can't fit in that dress. Oh, my hair looks terrible. Whatever, whatever it is. I think that that is a thing that happens maybe a lot more than some of us might want to admit to. 
And I recognized that it was something that I was doing and that it was a block for me as far as being able to go where I want to go in life. Because if you're always talking crappy to yourself, then how are you going to be motivated to do the work that you need to do to move your business forward, to move your life forward, right? So number two is be kind to yourself. (laughs) Number three is release guilt and fears. And I really think that these all kind of tie together, but really releasing guilt and fears, I think ties a lot into number one, accepting what is. So like you have to, when you accept what is where you are right now, the other thing you have to do is release your guilt that you have around where you are right now. Like, personally for me, I have a lot of guilt around the fact that I don't have a high school diploma. And I don't think it matters. (laughs) Like from I don't think that not having my high school diploma is going to stop me from being successful in business. I don't. But the way that our that I was raised, the way that society ingrains things in us made me feel like I was less than because I don't have a high school diploma. And I don't think that I am now because I have released my guilt around that, right? Like, I know personally that there are people who have, you know, gone to jail, (laughs) done jail time, and have come out and completely turned their lives around and are living the best version of their life now. You know, I... I know that there are so many things that like we have been taught and in, and have been ingrained in us that like this is how you live your life, right? You you go to school, you graduate high school, you go to college, you graduate college, you get married, you have babies, you you know, get the job, the regular 9 to 5 job with, you know, 401k and benefits and blah blah blah, you know, and you have 2.5 kids and that's your life, right? But maybe that's not what your life is meant to be. And I don't think that we should let anyone define what our life is meant to be other than ourselves. So release the guilt that you have around not doing whatever thing society or your family or your friends or your spouse or whoever told you that you should feel bad about and release your fear around taking the leap into whatever thing that you think is scary, but it might change your life. Um, I just think, you know, there's so much, there's so many opportunities in the world these days to create an amazing, beautiful life that may not be seen as traditional or mainstream. And There's so many people who are afraid to take the leap into creating a beautiful life for themselves because it's not mainstream or approved by society. So let go of that, right? Release it. Number four is let go of control. (laughs) So that really went well together, right? (laughs) You have to stop trying to, we, I keep, When I say you, I also am talking to myself, just to be clear, if you're a new listener. (laughs) 
the reason why I do this podcast is to teach myself and others who may need a little guidance. So we have to stop trying to be in control of everything. Now, I'm not saying that you can't, like, obviously, we need to create goals and we need to set timelines for ourselves to achieve those goals. If you don't do those things, you're less likely to achieve your goals. However, if your goal doesn't happen in your set timeline that you set for yourself, that doesn't mean your goal can't still happen. It just means that it wasn't meant to happen in that time frame. And so I think for me, that's what I mean. I, I see this meaning is letting go of control means, yes, you have goals, you have dreams, you have um, timelines in place for them. But if you don't hit them by the timeline, you don't throw everything in the trash and say that it doesn't work. You recognize that, okay, it didn't happen in the timeline I set for it. So what needs to be changed and tweaked and how do I keep going? Um, you know, I think too many people give up on things way too easily because it didn't happen the way they expected it to. And I think that that's really the like root behind letting go of control is recognizing that Yes, we all have plans and dreams and goals and timelines we want things to happen in, but it's not trash if it doesn't happen in your set timeline or time frame. Number five is visualize what's important to you. So if your most important thing right now is that you want to buy a house for your parents, you need to visualize that house. And I would even recommend going so far as finding a house on Zillow or Realtor or wherever you look at houses. Find that house and print a picture of it and put it someplace where you see it every single day. And then recognize that when you are feeling like you don't have the motivation to do the things, Go look at the picture of that house and remind yourself, this is what's important to me. This is why I need to do this. And having visual representations of our goals, I think, is a super important part of being able to achieve those goals. Because if it's staring you in the face every day, you're more likely to stick to it, right? To not give up to when it doesn't happen when you want it to, to not get sucked into the negative talk that's coming from all over the place, who knows where, and let someone convince you that your dream isn't worthy or doesn't exist or isn't possible. Number six is focus on your life force energy. So this is Probably sounds a little woo-woo, right? Focusing on your life force energy. But really all I'm trying to say with number six is that if you focus on negativity or things not going the way you want, then you're just going to end up calling more negativity into your life. And I think, you know, I know that I've talked about this before or made the statement before that like attracts like. So what I'm saying by saying focus on your life force energy is 
Focus on creating a beautiful, loving, heart-centered energy around yourself. And that's what you're going to call to you. Being positive is, and when I say be positive, I don't mean like don't, like don't acknowledge your feelings because we all need to recognize our feelings and dive into why we feel that way. But what I'm saying is don't dwell in negativity and and negative self-talk, right? So, you know, we need to acknowledge and sit with the bad things and, you know, root cause them so that you don't have to continue to feel that way or dwell in it, but you can and learn from it and understand it and move forward. So number six, like I said, was focus on your life force energy. Number seven is allow yourself to be vulnerable. And what I mean by that is you need to be real with people. I know that I've talked about authenticity before. It's okay to be afraid to share your story. But being vulnerable doesn't mean you're weak. Being vulnerable means you're real. And it will help you build relationships with real friends and people who genuinely recognize how you feel in that vulnerability because they've been there too. And so I think that so many times we vulnerability gets this connotation of weakness and that's not it at all. Vulnerability is being honest and authentic and being willing to put yourself in a position to bond with other people through your mutual vulnerabilities. And I think that that's super, super powerful because when you give someone a me too feeling, they're way more likely to stick and stay as a friend, as a follower, as a customer, as a you know, business partner, um, because they recognize that you know where they're at, like you felt what they felt. So, um, last thing, number eight, find what doesn't serve or interest you and let it go. So number eight for me has actually been something that, um, I've really been working on a lot because, I don't know, if you follow me over on Facebook or Instagram, you might know that I recently said I'm going to take a break from doing keto, uh, which is something that I have been a huge, huge advocate about. And while I believe 100%, like my opinions about the benefits of a ketogenic diet have not changed at all, okay? I still think it's super valuable, has tons of medical merit. Um, but I personally needed to take a break from it because for me personally, it was really giving me a hard time while I deal with recognizing that I have a food addiction problem and that I need to, you know, heal myself from that mentally and physically and restricting myself so much with keto was not helping me with that situation. And that was a personal choice. And I share that with you just so that like, you know, if you are a friend or a follower on Facebook or Instagram, you understand why I took the step back from keto. 
is not because I don't believe in it. It's just because I need to heal some things in myself. But that's a perfect example of finding what isn't serving you currently and letting go of it, right? So currently keto was not serving me, so I had to let go of it. Now, like I said, it doesn't mean that I don't still find it valuable, but it just needed to be something that I took a break from. Um, and I think, you know, I'm going to go ahead and (laughs) this might give some people might take this the wrong way, but in so many, um, network marketing groups, I know that I've seen people talking about how you need to join Facebook groups based on your interests, And join another group and join another group and join another group. But personally, I believe that there needs to be a limit to that. Because if you have hundreds of groups that you're in, how can you give any of them the attention that they deserve to where you can actually make connections with people and, um, you know, find your friends? So I think that it is important to be in some groups, but I really think you probably need to pick a handful of groups that you can be committed to, that you know you have the time to actually give value to, and stick with those. And maybe what you do is you have a handful of groups and every three months you rotate them or something. But I just don't see how you genuinely connect and give value in hundreds of groups on a regular basis. I don't think it's possible. So I would say really assess your Facebook groups and delete the ones that you can't commit to give, you know, value in. So let's quickly review what the um, eight things for decluttering your mind are. Number one is accept what is. Number two is be kind to yourself. Number three is release your guilt and fears. Number four is let go of control. Number five is visualize what's important to you. Number six is focus on your life force energy. Number seven is allow yourself to be vulnerable. And number eight is find what doesn't serve or interest you and let it go. And I would just like close with, you can't hide from your inner shit, okay? Like, excuse my language. (laughs) I really want this to be a mostly clean podcast, but at times there are things that I need to say, and sometimes I just feel like it's a better impact, okay? You can't sleep it off. You can't surgically remove it. You can't eat it away, buy it away, wish it away, or exercise it away, You have to turn towards it and embrace it. You have to look into its eyes and you have to be patient and super tender with your with yourself and get intimate with your inner stuff until it shows you a different way, another you. Um, And if you can do that, then the rest of the things on that list will be pie. Okay, they'll be cake. And you will get through them. But the biggest thing I think is on that list is the inner stuff. And I think a lot of us are afraid of it. And I would just encourage you to spend some time with yourself and recognize your inner shit 
and embrace it and realize that the way out is through. And so I hope that you gained some value from this. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Please take a screenshot, share it in your stories. You can tag me at Kristen Conkers, which is C-H-R-I-S-T-E-N-C-O-N-Q-U-E-R-S. And please leave your biggest takeaway from the episode um, as well in your screenshot. And then please also take the time to leave a five-star review with a love note, because if you don't leave a love note, then I can't see your reviews. And when we get to 25 five-star reviews, I'm going to do a giveaway because I want to show you guys how much I appreciate you. Uh, I haven't decided what the giveaway is going to be yet, but if you are one of the first 25 people to leave a five-star review, you will get the chance to win something cool. (laughs) So anyway, I love you guys so much and I will catch you tomorrow.